what we found inside was not quite what we expected, though to be fair, we had no idea what to expect. The first surprising thing was that the Druidess was nowhere to be found. We noticed as the door closed behind us, and when we tried to go back, we found we could not. Half an hour was dedicated to searching the room before we confirmed she wasn't with us. The only way we had to go was forward and hope she found us on the other side. There were puzzles, of course. Challenges we had to pass to make it through to the next room. They were similar in theme to some of the ones Sam and I encountered before, but different enough it slowed our progress significantly. This gave us more time to explore our surroundings, and what we found was something else. While the recordings in the entry room had worn smooth with time, the further we went in, the more carvings were actually legible. They contained a mixture of words and depictions from stories none of us recognized. James, being the most formally educated and least experienced of her group, chose to attempt translation and recorded the writings to the best of his abilities. We stepped in to help where we could. The first room told us about the place we found ourselves in. It was a gathering place of sorts, once used to host conversations between different leaders of the community and possibly surrounding communities. It may once have been a place where records were kept, but any that were kept there had long since been moved somewhere else. While it didn't answer why we were there, it did provide an interesting glimpse into the past. It was the second room that left us speechless. There was a time delay on the door locking mechanism, which meant the second door couldn't be opened immediately after the first. That left Sam and I with little to do for the next hour but examine the walls and help James with translating. We started unraveling the story and found something astounding. Well, that can't be right. I double-checked my translations, and it is correct. If you look here, you can see the depiction of the start of the Alliance. Note the artistic motifs on the outfits and the shape of the ears. Sure. The style matches other things we've seen in other places, but this is a lot older, and I've never seen this story before. It's possible that other records of this were lost to the war, perhaps destroyed intentionally? If either of the kingdoms knew of this place, they would obliterate it in a heartbeat. Proof that there was once an alliance would be devastating to the war effort. Do you think this is what she's looking for? He was speaking of the Druidus, of course. And I was beginning to suspect that this was indeed what she was looking for. There were other suspicions brewing in the back of my mind as well, but I was not yet ready to share them. They needed more time to formulate while I processed what I was reading. There were no dates that I could recognize, no historical events that could help me situate where these events fell. But it was there as clear as day. The tale of an alliance between the Fae and the humans starting not long after they first encountered each other on the continent. 
It grew to be a prosperous partnership as the leaders learned to survive in the land around them and began to build up their kingdoms. With the current state of things, I could hardly comprehend such an alliance between the two kingdoms. But maybe no one outside of that room knew the truth of the way the world once was. It left me wondering how we ever got to where we are of world being devoured by war. What would people do if they knew the world was once at peace? That the two kingdoms once worked to build each other up instead of tearing each other down? If anything, this proved that peace was possible. Yet, I wasn't sure what we were supposed to do with this information. Once we got back to working on the second door, it didn't take long to unlock, for the waiting period had long since passed while we were distracted by the implications of what we were reading. There was still much we did not know, but we were starting to ask questions. It was in the third and final room we found some answers, though they were mostly vague and unhelpful. Once again, there was a time delay in the door locks, so when we heard the telltale clicking of the mechanisms, we went straight to the carvings on the wall. The story made much more sense, but it was also lacking in details that would help fill in important context. Because of course it was. It spoke of a falling out between the two kings. A disagreement that it provided no detail on beyond the fact that the differences were irreconcilable. It didn't mention what caused the problem or what had been done to fix it beyond the fact that a friend of the rulers tried to create something that would help them reach a middle ground in their disagreement. Obviously, they didn't use whatever it was because countless generations later, the war threatened to consume what little was left of the continent. But the fact that something out there could have been used to prevent all of this stuck in my mind like the most incessant burr. An inkling of a possibility that I was too afraid to voice until we were back with a druidess. She knew something. And I wanted to hear it from her before I said anything. We were quiet as we finished solving the final puzzle to exit the temple. Standing outside, as I expected, was the druidess, hands behind her back, serene as ever. No, not quite serene. There was a quiet to her, a stillness that did not seem to belong in this time and place. At that moment, I sensed an otherness to her that was similar to the otherness in me. Except hers wasn't throbbing in her blood. It was all around her, and energy mingling with hers in a way I had never seen before. It was dark and old and watching me, but it didn't strike me as malevolent. The others must have sensed it too, because they stood close to me. Sam kept close by my side while James valiantly tried to step in front of me. I grabbed his arm and redirected him before he could give the wrong impression or get in my way. Hey, we were wondering where you went. 
I regret not being able to join you inside the temple, but while you were inside, I was able to procure horses for us. I hope that makes up for my absence. The shore beats going on foot the rest of the way. My thoughts exactly. So what did you find in the temple? We found a very interesting story about the history of the two kingdoms. Uh, James has most of it recorded in his journal, both the original and some of our translations. And I'm not sure what to make of it. It spoke of a piece that came before the war. Did it now? It did. It also spoke of something that was created to help restore that piece after the kingdoms had a falling out. Did it say where? If it did, it was in the part that we were not able to translate yet. The writing didn't seem to go into that level of detail. Wait, 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 wait. You knew what we would find inside? I... I knew there was something that would provide an answer for how to end this war, but I did not know what it would be. That's why you approached us, isn't it? You knew there was something in that temple, but you couldn't enter it yourself to find out. Why didn't you just ask? I am sorry for not being more honest with you, but some things are better seen than explained. I had been hoping there would be more information to use as a starting point, but this confirmation is better than nothing. So many believe that the only way this war will end is with the complete destruction of the humans or the Fae, but this is proof that there may be a third option. It's proof that someone tried to create something that would bring a disagreement to a peaceful resolution. Obviously, it's never been used, and if it was, it never worked. We have no way of knowing if it still exists, and much less if it would be able to fix this mess. There is one way to find out. I asked you not long after we met what you'd be willing to do to bring an end to this war. What would you be willing to give up? Are you willing to try something that sounds impossible? You think we have a chance of finding this thing? In that moment, I was struck by how tired she looked. She carried bone-deep weariness that belied her age. That, combined with the dark otherness I felt coming from her, hinted at her being far older than she appeared. And hidden amongst that tiredness was an intense, burning hope. The kind that you cling to after all else was lost because it was the only thing keeping you sane. In that moment, I wanted very much to hear her story. Later on, once we were more familiar with each other, she would share it with us, but I'll allow her to tell that part. I know this is no small thing I'm asking for, and it's a slim possibility, but I truly believe there's a chance to change things. I cannot do it alone. I understand that this is not something you're interested in. You can leave if you want, but I do ask that you leave the journal with me if you do. Sam and I know a hermit who may be able to help us with the rest of the translation. Who knows, he may even let us have access to his collection if we offer to help him pack it up to move. Yes, if anyone has information that could lead us to the thing, it's him. I have always wondered what 
might have happened had we chosen to walk away instead. Continued on our way to the desert, disappearing into obscurity while the war raged on. We had no reason to believe this would work. It sounded like some children's tale to help chase away the darkness until they were strong enough to face it on their own. For all we knew, it was gone. Or this could have been some trick. I mean, Sam grew up with tales of druids and hermits and other odd folkloring innocents to be used for cruel rituals. The adults were trying to teach the children to stay away from dangerous situations because sometimes people would try dangerous things to get power. Never trust the word of a desperate person as their world crumbles around them. Why in this moment did I choose to trust her? I wasn't sure myself. Torn between a mix of curiosity and a desire to cling to the hopes that this world could change. I did not believe, per se, but I had faith that there was something to what the druidist said. Belief and faith are similar, but they are not the same. Belief bears more substance. It can be built on things that are known, whereas faith requires no such proof to exist. Both existed within that scrap of land I called my home because without something to cling to, it was much easier to become lost within the darkness that permeated our borders. Some had faith in what lies beyond this world, but I could never stop believing that one day this world could be saved. There was too much kindness for there not to be some hope of change. So when presented with a chance, even one as slim as the one that lay before us, I had to try. Even if it turned out to be nothing, we could still find some valuable items or knowledge along the way, and the hermit's house was on the way to the desert anyway. So at the very least, that first leg of the journey wouldn't cost us much time. Over the next few days, we told stories to help pass the time. And it ended up being James who convinced the druidists to share hers. You have been listening to Ceasefire, the story of the end of a war that did not end the world. This story was written and produced by Brianna Jean as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. In this episode, you can hear the voices of Brianna Jean as Vivian, Zadkiel Vasky-Huff as Sam, David Telstra as James, Jordan Marie as the Druidess. You can support all of our productions over at patreon.com pseudonymsocial. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.